Hey, what's going on? I hope you are good as always. Uh, so this week we are catching up on all things Decentraland, one of the most well-known virtual worlds, certainly in the Web3 space. It's been a few months now since we've spoken with them. They recently put out their 2023 manifesto titled Year of the Creators, uh, which is a great read for their roadmap, some of the major upcoming events and what they're focused on this year. I'll link it below, of course. We also talk about Metaverse Fashion Week, which is kicking off from the 28th to the 31st of March and a very fun project called the Pedigree Foster where users can foster a virtual dog on their land in Decentraland, which corresponds to a real-life dog that needs actual fostering in the real world. Visitors who come across these virtual dogs can chat to them and even go through the process of adopting them in real life. Very cool. Our guests this week are Maria Kontinen, Marketing Director at Decentraland, and Alicia Tene-Bunting, who is an interactive producer at a major ad agency, BBDO. Lots to talk through here, lots of learnings from the last few months in this space about what is working, what kind of experience, uh, people are connecting with so uh, yeah really enjoyed this episode just a very quick ask from me is to hit that follow button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to uh, it's a great way to support the show so thank you very much as always nothing in this episode is financial or investment advice always do your own research and with that said let's dive into this week's episode maria alicia uh really good to have you on the show thanks for coming on and we are going to start with you maria just to kind of bring people up to date with all things decentraland as of late we've talked about it on the show a lot but i think most people probably um, became aware of it if they are new to this space around all the hype and, and all the stuff we went through last year but um yeah maybe you could just bring us up to date with uh, what's been happening over the last kind of six to nine months i'm sure there's a lot sure absolutely fun to talk about decentral and my favorite topic so i'm with decentral and foundation and our role is to support the dao and the community as well, of course the project in general and last year we had the manifesto 22 which was basically my reason to join foundation as well because it was called can't be evil and then that was one of the coolest things ever I think to actually be able to participate in a project that can make strong statements like that so working on the next manifesto was really really tough like how can you top something that is so strong and and like underlining the, the nature of the project so the manifesto for 23 is something that I'm actually quite proud of and it really brings us back to the roots of the project which is all about the creators the, the project has always been a, a platform that allows everybody to do what they feel like doing like landowners that they can build things on their plots they want to show, they want to maybe express about themselves or their architectural skills, but also creators who are creating wearables or emotes or maybe they are building 3D models and selling those. So with 23 is a year of the creators and this is really re reflecting what has been happening in the last six months as well. That We've been ramping up a lot of the infrastructure, the self-service tools, the builder, um, SDK 7, which basically launched yesterday in the beta form. So really happy about that as well. So it's been very much about the tools of uh, for the service of the creator and letting them be able to create even more in interesting content experiences or parties. It's not really like you don't need to be a 3D designer to participate in Decentraland. You can just start hosting parties as well. But I think for me, the, the main point of, of the last six months as well has been kind of getting to the idea of what is a creator mindset and contributor to the project and even little things actually add to that. So that's, that's I, I would kind of maybe recap as the nutshell what has been happening in the last six months. But I would love to maybe suggest that anybody who wants to check out what's been happening and what will be happening is to check out the manifestos with Trend 3. It's the first time we are opening up the 
full roadmap. So we're not just talking about the technical roadmap, but also all the community events, Russia Week coming up soon. So all these different events where we are inviting the whole community or anybody who's interested to participate and also contribute. Yeah, nice. And, and from a new user's point of view, someone who's just kind of discovering Decentraland now, what would you maybe pick out over the last few months, maybe events that have been really interesting that you think have done a great job of, of using a virtual space and then an immersive environment? Are there any that come to mind? And what are some um, examples of stuff coming up that we can look forward to? Fashion Week being one of them. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is quite funny, actually, because the question is ten, tends to be that, hey, it's, it's bear market, like, it must be pretty quiet out there. And we are busier than ever. The the stuff that is happening in Decentraland is exciting. There's so many cool things. And I think it took this time, some years, for different brands and IP holders and all sorts of communities, web three communities, to realize what they can create in 3D environments. And I guess the time that they took was a really well, well spent time, because now a lot of these activations are really engaging. They're not not just hype building PR stunts. Absolutely not. They're really quite something impactful. There's a purpose behind these. And you can start seeing that brands are actually wanting to reach out to new communities and understand what they are interested in, providing them experiences that are pretty memorable. Um, they're quite fun. We still see a lot of uh, activations that may maybe take only a few, few days that are like really intense and you really want to participate. But then there's a lot of these kind of long-term engagements where there's constant interaction, constant content coming up as well. I think maybe I'd like to maybe point out Samsung as, as one of these like they have a year of content and every month they have something really exciting and they participate in every little event that we organize so it's it's really fun to see that they are able to very quickly move around and always provide some kind of value for the community coming up though Fashion Week absolutely end of March I know you've been covering this many times so I think that's the easiest story as well because it's such a great example for all, like how to actually just come in and participate by just walking around you want to see all the builds and what kind of fashion has been design the catwalks are fun um this year's fashion week is, is also i think easily my favorite because it's not just the established brands and not even just the core new designers that are coming through like native digital fashion designers but also the community um a lot of the community has been very forthright with saying that we are building we're building cool stuff we would like to be presented and this year they're gonna be right there in the front row with their cool designs, amazing experiences, tributes to Vivian Westwood coming from the community. Really cool to see that creator mindset that I just mentioned about. That's really hitting everybody, that we are all contributing in our own forms and participating in these big events. Yeah, the Metaverse Fashion Week was such a success last year, and it's a good one to to dive into if, if you're new as well. I think I'm right saying it's 28th to the 31st of March coming up, um, just because it's a great showcase. Uh, there's, there's so much going on. You get to experience exactly what uh, an environment like that can do, which is really cool and completely separately i saw a, a cool fashion collection drop i think it's with aloe yoga where they are rolling out wearables in decentraland but then a, across loads of other uh, platforms as well so looking back kind of 12 months a lot has moved forward on, on the fashion scene where actually these kind of outfits are going across various virtual worlds now and it is moving forward in that way which is it's cool so yeah great um alicia i'm gonna bring you in now as well and um one of the reasons that we are doing this chat was a specific kind of activation if you like inside decentraland that we'll talk about which was all about adopting dogs, which is uh, my dream. So uh, I, I really like thought it was very cool. But maybe you could just tell us a little bit about your role and some of the clients, how they're thinking about metaverse experiences at the minute. Yeah. So my role, I currently work at BBDO as an interactive producer. So I'm there from beginning to end, making sure the idea is in a great place, selling that to client, finding a vendor, and then doing all of the technical production. So currently, we're kind of in an interesting place 
with like a lot of the energy for most of our brands at BBDO because so prior to all of the FTX drama, everyone was like, teach us, let's go. We want, you know, the whole thing. We want the full metaverses on Decentraland, wearables, NFTs. So then after that, a lot of the clients started rolling it back and they're now taking the approach of doing like more controlled experiments and trying to figure out, okay, well, we understand how we engage with our audience and capture metrics in a web two way, but what are those same benchmarks for web three? And so that's a lot of the internal agency work we've been doing is like educating them on, you know, the pillars of web three, community, longevity, and meeting people where they're already at and applying that to like what is going to be the most valuable to that specific brand at this time. And then kind of iterating from there. And so that's how we were able to get this amazing pedigree Fosterverse experience out. Because we took the time, we did workshops, we showed them other experiences. So they kind of had a better sense of like, oh, this is how it can work for us. And so really, um, the biggest thing that I really enjoyed about this project is that it's all about getting dogs adopted, um, which is like either getting dogs adopted or getting people to see that they're available for adoption. And what's cool about it too is, you know, normally in the real world, it's like you either go to the shelter or you hear from somebody or like a pet shop. And if not that, you know, and if you're someone who's allergic, you're not doing any of those. And maybe you would want to foster a dog if you don't want to actually adopt one. And so what's cool, this is in the metaverse. So no one's allergic to dogs or they're not allowed in their building or anything like that. So that was kind of like one of the biggest pieces of the creative. But then also now creating these digital twins that are tied to Adopt-A-Pets national database that are, you know, essentially acting as like metaverse digital billboards. But, you know, and then some because they're also chatbots and you can learn all about them. And so I know for a fact that the client was really happy, Pedigree and Mars. And so like we're already in talks trying to figure out what's going to be the next step of this because the biggest piece that they realize and, you know, hopefully the rest of our brands do too is that obviously there's people who know about Pedigree the brand but now you have this totally new audience is like wait pedigree the brand is in decentraland and they're doing things for us and just like how deeply we're able to connect with them and also potentially reactivate them to become these huge ambassadors yes yeah, cool that's really well um, explained thank you and and i love this idea of brands who you know maybe may known in, in the real world but can kind of reinvent themselves in this new way right still stay true to kind of what they do but can kind of uh yeah have this sort of rebirth in the metaverse where they do something interesting and new and different and um alicia maybe you could just walk us through the experience as a user when you went and visited the pedigree um land which which i did do and was cool and uh, yeah it was just a lot of fun it was really sort of wholesome and did it end up with dogs getting adopted in real life as well yeah so to walk you through the experience a little bit so really what we wanted to do is kind of just create the whole interconnected ecosystem from whether you're on the website trying to figure out more or being funneled back into the portal or from the portal to the website to adopt dogs and also through the NPC chatbot dogs. So basically when you go into the Fosterverse hub, you walk in and you're met by a Shiba Inu host who is like, hey, welcome to the Fosterverse. Do you want to hear more about what this is about or would you like to play a quest? So if you learn more about the experience, it essentially tells you we have these virtual dogs that are tied to a real live national pet database that are on different pots all over Decentraland and 
and you can talk to them, see their age, weight, where they're located, and then go through the adoption process right from that person's parcel. And then if you're on the website, what you can actually do is you can actually look in your area by zip code. And what we did in our design process was actually choose the dogs that are most commonly in shelters. So we had about 24 breeds, and then we did around like 70 different color variations, which is insane. And um, you go choose your breed, and then you see the different dog appearances, and then you get the 3D model and instructions for how to upload it to your land on the central land. And so if you're back on the hub, the dog would tell you all of that. And once you start the quest, there's a few steps to do. You'll walk around, you'll find some dog treats shaped like dog bones. You have to collect all of those. And if you go underneath the back of the hub, you'll actually see a little chihuahua and a mixed breed dog. You put it in the dog bowl and then it prompts you like, hey, I'm Plum, talk to me. (laughs) Do some more things for me. And so you'll also, you'll go and read the signs around the experience. You can watch the video, learn more about the initiative and uh, the Pedigree Foundation, which this is what this is all supporting for, and Adopt-A-Pet, which is the national um, pet database. And then the last step to do is that's when um, one of the dogs will tell you like, hey, you can actually see all of the other dogs that are already in the metaverse. And so it'll direct you at the top of the, the hub, which is like a little dog house, there's a portal. And in that portal, it actually teleports you to other people who have placed dogs on their land. And so you can kind of just go to the portal, talk to that dog, learn who it is, and then also get teleported back to the hub. So it's just a nice, simple, sweet experience. And it's, it's really cool to see too, because we had been doing our testing and we, you know, we were just pulling different dogs from all over the database. And I think it was a, a boxer that we had been using in testing. And a few days after the experience launched, we saw that dog actually got adopted in Miami Beach. So it's really cool stuff. And we're now also thinking about, because each adoption shelter, or house you know they all have their different process so it's like a different length of period of time from when that dog will get adopted so that was pretty cool to see and so now we're trying to figure out like okay who else is getting adopted because of this and even if it was just like somebody saw it and told a friend and they looked at it you know I think we can say that we helped with that but yeah all in all it was just like such a wholesome nice definitely a lot of technical first and unknowns and we worked with a really great web3 studio collective and they essentially they figured out a way to use Decentraland's SDK to make this chatbot that is actually pulling in a live API from adopt a pet which is not easy at all and then on the other side of things for the 3d models we we also like coded an algorithm for like showing the appropriate version of the dog on the api versus like the 3d model so it was a lot of cool stuff like that and then even just designing the hub because you know decentraland has a certain look and feel but also a lot of brands have a certain look and feel that they want to uphold too and so also being able to like bridge that gap with explaining to them like okay we have polygon limits like here's how far you can go or you can get more land and get more polygons and so I think like we have about 12 parcels and I think for what we did there's even like a Mount Rushmore doggy sculpture in the back which 
It was great. We had to take some bushes away from it, but it was worth it. <laughs> worth it, for sure. Yeah, that's so, that's so cool. I'm so glad that, um, yeah, dogs got adopted as well. I love the idea as well of a parent sort of saying to a kid that when they ask for a dog, it's like, no, you can't have one, but you can go in the metaverse and hang out with one and go and game because that's why you need to do that first. So, yeah, it's cool. Um, love it. Good stuff. And thinking about, you know, th these experiences, that's an example of one that's worked uh, really well. And I'm sure it's a question you get asked a lot, but what have you kind of seen and what should people know about when they are thinking of experiences what are people loving what is working and what are kind of the the key things that that we've all sort of learned in the industry uh, of spaces like this and the ones that are fun yeah i think i would love to use the fosterverse as an example because there's a lot of great learnings that best practices to pick up from this and that's the cool thing with all these activations in the metaverse they're all kind of trying out completely new things and gathering those learnings and inspiring the next ones is kind of part of the process as well. So looking at the Frostiverse, I think there's quite a few really good ones here. So I think the first one is the virtual dogs, like the emotional connection. When you're visiting them on the, on somebody's land, you actually want to tap on them because they're like, talk to me. Like, oh, I have to talk with this one. This is really exciting. But there is an emotional connection immediately to dogs and, and they are cute. And you feel like, okay, I, I need to somehow interact. And then you, when you realize that they're actual real dogs, there's real dogs behind it. It's it's really impactful. Like it's it's actually like quite quite powerful. And immediate feeling is like, I, I need to adopt this. Like I, I wish I could, but I cannot. So that was the first part of what I really liked, that the connection between the virtual and the real life. Second part was the quests, because you always need to think like kind of game designer, like there are different kind of gamers and you need to serve the purpose of people who are visiting. So what are you giving to the visitors? You should keep something fun, not too challenging, but challenging enough for them to actually spend time with it. So a quest where you'll do a little bit of jumping around, you need to find the, the dog bones. You actually have to have a, like a little bit of exploration and you get rewarded for that. Those wearables are the cutest, like you actually get to dress up as a doggy. Jealous of some wearables. I was just looking at them <laughs> in the marketplace like, there's the wearable, uh, the back pack that's got a little shiba in it too it's too cute i'm sure we're gonna see a lot of that at the fashion week people will be wearing this because it's extremely cute so thinking like that like what are, what is the challenge for the visitors what that's just to like kind of spend time and explore but then the the third part i think this must be the first time that i've seen anybody to actually interact with the landowners landowners are always seen kind of like as passive landowners they're there somewhere anonymously owning this land but not really like people who are you're interacting with and this was the first time that a brand comes and actually engages with them saying here's a dog you can just upload this on your parcel and it will be living with you and i thought that was really cool and that gets my creative ideas going obviously like what is what what else could we give to the landowners like building blocks different items that are interactive using an api this is amazing like you could be hosting all kinds of amazing experiences on your plot but fostering a dog on your virtual plant plot genius i totally totally love that and everything kind of ties back into the brand values and that kind of purpose that there is a real world impact that this is happening this is leaning to that's something that should be always remembered. I think that's exactly what creates that meaningful experience for all of us who are visiting the experience too. That, wow, that was really cool. That was very thought through. I don't feel like I was being sold anything. I was actually invited to participate in this experience. And one thing that Alicia, you were mentioning is the kind of the understanding the, the look and feel and the environment in the 3D world, that things will look a bit different and you get to interact with brand elements that never been existing in 3D. So how does a logo look like in a 3D environment? What size is it compared to a human size or your avatar? And creating wearables, because suddenly any brand can be a fa fashion designer 
and it's not just a t-shirt or a cap with a logo slapped on it but it can be something like a backpack with a sheep in it like too cute but this is like really telling your story and your your brand story in a completely different way and people will be happy to wear it you don't need to make them wear it they will want to wear it and they want to show it off to others and now we just rolled out a really nice update where you can click on people's profiles and see all the cool stuff that they're wearing and go and check out it check it out on the marketplace so I'm pretty sure this is one of those items that people are going to be yearning for and, and looking like how how do I get that cool little pet backpack absolutely yeah that's so cool I love that and um, yeah you spoke really well there about uh, yeah you know bringing it to life and doing something in the metaverse that is doing good in the physical world and it's tied to that is, is a really cool thing that we've not seen much of because it adds this kind of emotional layer that's that makes sense for it to be in a virtual world then and so much more impactful than maybe just scrolling on a website or watching a social media video and that's another point I think maybe I don't know whether there's there's stats or just the kind of general thing that you've noticed of you know when we were bombarded now with adverts on social media all the time we kind of all recognize generally when they're adverts unless they're very clever and especially on places like TikTok it's instantly if it, if it's not fun or it feels addy in, in two seconds we're gone because we know there's so much other stuff there so it's nice to be able to build something in an explorable world and I would guess people because it is fun because there is a little quest to complete and because it's cute and it has like an emotional um, attachment there as well people are spending longer in that experience which happens in this case to be a brand experience and is sharing their values but it doesn't feel like an advert so is that maybe one of the big benefits of of virtual worlds at least we're just uh, talking about brands here for the minute yeah i mean um i think definitely in our case you know because normally if you're having someone go to a website and watch a video maybe they'll get to the end of the video if not probably the first 20 seconds if you're lucky um and then in terms of like total like session time it's like barely going to be more than a minute or two and so here you now have people because also what's cool about this is people who are maybe not necessarily metaverse native but are very into all the digital things that pedigree is doing they're like oh let me come on here so they're not necessarily going to be um very agile with the jumping uh, so they spend a good amount of time because they know that there is this wearable reward at the end you know like we literally had someone on our team spend two hours doing the quest and I'm like, that is commitment. And so I think that's the coolest thing is because um, if you have enough interest in either of those spaces and because of how innovative and different it is, you genuinely just want to stay there and see like everything you could potentially do and even come back. Like I've gone back just to see like, let me see what other dogs have gotten placed, you know? <laughs> so that's been really cool. And then also it's just like seeing the web of, you know, just like the influence, like more people are hearing about and more dogs are getting placed next to other really high foot traffic activations which is like this is exactly what we're trying to do and then the other thing I forgot to mention with the dogs is that you also have the option to donate as well to the foundation so it's like there's now all of these different charitable aspects floating around the metaverse and the hub and it's just kind of like spreading out the good vibes and, and cuteness. Yeah it's good to see after all the FTX stuff and, and you know maybe bad mainstream rapper that there's plenty of good stuff going on in this world as well which is, is great for sure um, we are heading towards the end of our time but um, Maria maybe you could tell us you've talked a lot about lots of great stuff that's, that's happening um, in Decentraland and broadly as well if I'm a new person um, I've loved the sound of this uh, activation definitely go and check that out what else should I go to um, and what can we get excited about for the next 
few months that's coming up. This is the easy one. Events.decentraland.org. Self-service tool for anybody to create events or participate in any events. So there's something every day. I think we had like 2,000 events last year. These are all created by the community. So not by foundation, not by the DAO. These are created by community for the community. And they they're anything from art gallery exhibitions to nightclubs. There's a lot of DJ concerts. There's pretty much a concert every day, which is quite amazing. And, and onboarding new musicians into Web3 and doing live concerts, like that blows my mind that there's so much stuff going on. It's like a real town or maybe a land uh, in our case. So there's, there's always something there. I log in every day just to check out the latest things and blows my mind. The creativity that people have, right, is infectious. Absolutely. I uh, did actually DJ in Decentraland and it was it was a lot of fun. We had a, a video feed pumped in and um, it was in like an amphitheater type of thing. It was, it was great. It was cool. So yes, it's awesome to see these things rolling out. And um, yeah, Alicia, any final words just for, uh, I know you work primarily with, with brands, but for, for people, for creatives, creators, individual creators as well, uh, is there anything to think about when they are wanting to, to kind of build something engaging? Anything, any great advice that you've seen working with lots of uh, great brands? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that we learned and that I wish someone else had told us too is that what's really cool about this metaverse space is how many paths there are to get to your end goal you know because doing this project we explore so many different routes but I think at the end of the day because we took that initial time to figure out what were these new benchmarks for our brand experience you know because it's one of those situations if you're testing the wrong hypothesis you're not going to get the right results and that is like the most important thing brands need to make sure that you can't apply web 2 metrics and hypothesis to these new web three platforms you have to think about a new way people care about it in different ways but if you take that time your ROI is just going to be so much higher because we literally now have this core group of people who were like Yes, Decentraland and Pedigree. This is where it's at. We actually had in one of the first weeks, um, there's a ABC like walking group, like 70 people showed up to the plot just because they walk around the metaverse. And it's like, now those are 70 new people that know about it. And if we do something else, they will 100% be there. Love it. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Well, thank you both for coming on, telling us all about that. And um, yeah, love to catch up in a, in a few months as well. Metaverse Fashion Week coming up 28th of March. So make sure people are, uh, jump into that and i'll obviously leave everything below but yeah thank you both so much thank you thanks luke so there we are good to see that these experiences are developing uh, the decentralized community is constantly growing and that 2023 manifesto is a great read uh, linked below so definitely check that out i uh, thank you as always for supporting and for listening and i will see you for next week's episode